everyone. My name is Jason Becker. I'm the host of the Umpire Inspired Podcast, and I would like to welcome you to this special bonus episode of the show. Yeah, our first bonus episode. This is exciting. Okay, in season one, episode three of the show, we visited with an umpire named David Sabal, who uh, at the time was just 17 years old and about to graduate high school down in Arizona. I had the very good fortune of being partnered up with David during an adult baseball tournament. We both worked in uh, Palm Springs earlier this year, and it did not take that long didn't take long at all that night for me to realize, uh, A, this kid is a great umpire, and B, he's got a cool story that I think people would uh, really like to enjoy hearing on the podcast. So um, yeah, season one, episode three. I certainly do encourage you to check out that episode. I really think you'll enjoy it. And truth be told, it's one of the most listened to episodes of the show so far. So yeah, if you haven't yet, Go check that one out for sure. Okay, so after graduating, David earned an umpire job in the North Woods League, which is a collegiate summer ball league in the upper Midwest of the United States. Uh, His very first step into a career in umpiring. Very exciting. And I thought it would be fun to check in and get a report, hear how everything went for him, what he learned, what the experience was like. And that is exactly, uh, that's exactly what we are about to do right this very moment. Let's do this. David is expecting my call and we are just going to let the tape roll, so to speak, and see what happens. All right, here we go. Hey, Jason. Mr. Sabal, how are you, my friend? Awesome. Thanks for having me back. Oh, dude, this is great. Thank you so much. Are you home in, uh, back home in Arizona at the moment? About time. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's good, buddy. <laughs> hey, you know, you and I might even see each other here in a couple weeks. We've, uh, yeah, we've discussed sure. this. I'm going to be in your neighborhood, so uh, we got to go grab lunch or something. I was going to say, we definitely got to go grab a meal. I love it. I love it. Well, David, hey, man, thanks for coming on. Um, lots of people are familiar with your story and I thought it might be fun to get a little follow-up going as a little bit of a bonus episode our first bonus episode David it's a momentous occasion (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's do it yeah man I I thought it would be great to just hear how your season went and uh, get some thoughts from you on your on your first step into a much larger world into into your career of umpiring Um, I'm just going to tee one up for you right now David I'm going to tee it up on a silver platter. When uh, when last we left our hero, you were graduating high school. You headed off in June to the Northwoods League Summer College Ball, and you were on the dish opening night. <laughs> yeah. How'd it go, man? How'd it go? Oh, man. I'll tell you what. I was the most nervous I've ever been for that game. Really? Because it was a big moment. I mean, my first televised game, yep. and I'm opening up the Northwoods League on the plate. Yeah. It was, I mean... Going out there, my nerves were going crazy. It was amazing, though. It was the most fun that I had had. So what you what'd you do about the about the anxiety, about the nervous part? Were you able to chill a little all, bit? All, all you got to do is take a deep breath and go out there and have some fun. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's still baseball. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it was a great setup for the rest of the season because 
the entire season was just a complete blast. Yeah. Uh, stick with opening night for a bit. How was your crew and how did the game go for you? What are your, mem- what are your memories, uh, I should say, of your, uh, of your opening night out there? It was honestly, it was incredible. I mean, just the atmosphere. We had, I think, 850 fans for that game. Yeah. Um, when it was questionable if we would even have, you know, 100 there, if fans at all, you know? So the the atmosphere was just beautiful. Yeah. Just, uh, and I mean, I couldn't have asked for better partners either. I had my crew chief. He had a couple of years of um, independent professional baseball experience. Uh, he was used to the three umpire system, and my two man had actually worked that league the year prior, so he was also very familiar, and they were able to help me out. Okay. Um, and you know, just make sure everything went smoothly. What kind of prep work were you able to do with your crew before that game? Oh, okay. So we got out there about five days before opening day. Oh, okay. So this, this, we were up in Bismarck. Um, we got out there June 10th with opening day being June 15th. So while we were up there, um, first couple of days, we just had to wait around for our COVID test results to come back just to make sure we were all good. Okay. Um, but we actually got out with one of the teams um, a couple of days before opening day. And we just we got into the batting cages with them while they were throwing live BP. And we just watched some pitches, tracked some pitches. Uh, you know, we all sat down as a crew. We discussed how our crew mechanics would work, um, what to do in various situations. You know, just everything that needed to be covered in any wild event, we covered before we even got on the field. Yeah, excellent. And how did it work for you this summer, David? Did you have just the same uh, three guys that you were on a crew with or – were there more umpires working the league with you that you mixed and matched with? So we typically stay on the same crew, and we did all season long um, okay. until August 20th. That was the end of Wisconsin's regular season. From that point, we dropped our two-man off at the airport. Um, my crew chief and I, we went on to work the postseason there. Um, and then after that, we went over to Michigan to finish out their regular season. And at that point, my crew chief went out to fill in for another crew, and I went over to a different crew to fill in. Right on. Yeah. You got your <laughs> reps in, man. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> so nice 79 games in 88 days. Oh, that was one of my questions. Oh, my goodness. Good for you. <laughs> all right. Thank well, you. listen, don't jump the gun. You mentioned the postseason. We're going to come back around to that, all right? But uh, For sure. That's like number four or five on my list of questions right here, David. Um <laughs> Man, I tell you what, we wanted we want to just make this a brief little check in, but I have so many questions for you. Um, what was it like for you out there, your first season, and uh, and and what are some of your best memories that you've had? Oh man, that's that's going to be uh, a, that's long a big one question. To I know I that's know. a long one to answer. A <laughs> um, season was incredible. It's it's definitely after going through this season, I know this is what I want to go after and pursue. Oh, that's great to hear. Absolutely want to make a career out of this. Um, it, and a big part of that is the guys I was with. I was with two great guys and we all got along off the field as well as on. So on the field, we, you know, we took care of business, got the game done and kept everything professional off the field. You know, we just, we went out and we, we would have fun. That's simple as that. And I'd say probably one of the most fun things we did was uh, we went kayaking on the Missouri River one day. Right on. Yeah, we had an off day, and Missouri River was right by, so we're like, you know, why not? <laughs> so <laughs> Just cool. a little something just so we could say that we did it. And it's just off-field things like that that keep the season fun. 
So the lifestyle, you got the first small little taste of the umpire lifestyle and it, uh, it appealed to you. It didn't scare you off. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, yeah. it can be tough for some people, you know, yeah. you're in a different hotel, especially in that league, you're in a different hotel almost every other night. Um, and eat, I mean, eating out every single day, there's, yeah. there are no home cooked meals. <laughs> it, it can get tough for some people, but it, I mean, it's a great thing. There's nothing better than watching baseball and calling that your job. You know, not only were you starting a brand new profession, something you had never done before, but David, you're on your own for the first time as an 18 year old, <laughs> right? And you're in hotels and you're, you're, you know, you're doing your own thing. So, you know, as much as you're willing to share with me, how did that go for you? Well, honestly, I mean, it's not necessarily like I was on my own. I had a, a roommate who's a bit older than me. So I, and I had a great crew chief. He's, a few years older than me. So I had people to show me the ropes and really, you know, get a grip on how to handle things myself. So, well, okay. It was like training wheels. I hear what you're saying. I'm speaking <laughs> as a parent here. Okay. Yeah. So I, I know, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I have my perspective. You have yours and I guess it all worked out in the end. That's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what kind of evaluations and evaluators did you have out there? How does that work? Oh, the evaluators were great. Um, John White, he's the main guy for that league. Okay. Uh, he's in charge of the umpire procurement and training. I saw him for the two weeks that I was out in Bismarck and then probably five more times um, throughout the season. Oh, excellent. And just the amount of expertise he has is incredible. I mean, I w I'm really, I get hooked on every word he says because every time he opens his mouth, he has some great piece of advice for me. And it, every single time I can implement it and make myself a better umpire. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, we had one other guy out there, um, Chris Silvestri. He spent years in the minor league system, and it was the same thing with him. It's just this incredible amount of evaluation. It, they see every little thing that happens on the field. And by, at the end of the game, sometimes even if they're not even at the site, we'd be getting phone calls where we discuss mechanics or stances, whatever the situation might be. And we can discuss that for 30 minutes to an hour. Hey, I've got a question for you. I don't know if <laughs> let's, let's see if we can pull this off, David. We haven't discussed this yet, but I'm going to see if you know where I'm going with this question. So uh -oh. the, the, <laughs> the advice that you got from your evaluators, okay. They're taught, they're giving you rules advice. They're giving you mechanics advice, maybe something about, you know, some sort of management thing that happened on the field. Where did that advice go, David? What did you do with it? Oh, come on. That's a tough one to did answer. You, did you happen? No, no, don't get, don't get too up in the clouds about this. Like, okay. did you, did you write it down somewhere? Perhaps did you well, of course. keep a journal? Absolutely. Whenever you have an evaluator giving you notes, you better be sitting there with a pen and paper and you're writing down every <laughs> word that they're saying. <laughs> okay. That and, was and a lead part of being a good student is just yeah. anytime someone has something for you, write it down because you're not always going to remember everything that they say. That was a leading question, David. I don't know if you know this, but you appeared in a recent episode of the show with uh, another uh, friend of mine, Liz Hammerschmidt, who's an NCAA softball umpire out yeah. of the Midwest there. And during our episode, she was like, you know, I've got this little notebook that I carry around and I write things down. My mentor told me that I need to write things down. And I'm like, yo, you're the second person on this show to tell me to carry a small notebook around. Well, let me tell you, when I first started umpiring, back when I was 14, I followed my mentor around and I had, it was 
just the small little notebook that fit in my pocket, but yeah. I probably had a solid 100 pages of notes taken. Yep. And that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> just every single time he, he mentioned something, yep. it got jotted down. That's exactly what Liz was referring to. Yeah. And, exactly. And, so, yeah. and I did that for the entire full year that I shadowed him at first. Yeah. Yeah. So hearing, hearing Liz say that and then remembering you say that, I made a solemn pledge on that episode, David, that I'm getting a small notebook. Carry a notebook. I'm carrying it around. I'm doing it for you, pal. Everywhere. Bring it everywhere. <laughs> Even when you're off the field, you never know when yeah. you're going to get some great tips. Oh, absolutely. It's great advice. Okay. Let's, uh, let's, let's scream through a couple more questions, David. I, this is going to be – there's just too much, isn't there? <laughs> Always. Tell me this. What do you feel in hindsight? What were you most prepared for and what were you least prepared for? Uh, it was tough to really be prepared for the season as far as, you know, seeing pitches. You know, the, we all got shut down, quarantine hit, and we hadn't seen pitches in three months. Right. I'd say the thing I was most prepared for was actually working three man because every single day of quarantine, I was sitting in my room going through the three umpire system manual and just quizzing myself constantly. Yeah. It was, I was constantly testing myself. Anytime I felt I was even slightly unsure, go straight back to that rule book and just pick it up. So that's probably what I was most prepared for the mechanics and rules portion. I'd say what I was least prepared for was handling situations between two teams because i'm used to travel ball where we don't necessarily see the same teams all all the time when you have multiple teams or the same teams playing over and over against each other their tensions are going to build and you got to know how to handle that and right. i'd say that's the yeah that's the part that you know i had to learn really quickly once i got out there preventative umpiring it was the one thing that i wasn't very strong on but walking out of the season i feel like that's the most improved area did you just try to sort of keep mental track over the course of the season, like you remembered, oh, I remember last time these guys came on together, you know, I'm exactly. going to have to watch out for this. Exactly. And okay. I mean, sometimes you'd, you'd remember numbers too. be like, okay, last time oh. I was out here, um, 16 said this to that guy. And so I got to watch to make sure he doesn't get hit tonight. Otherwise I might be issuing warnings. Right. Right. Some, just something like that, you know? And How about the managers and the coaches? How'd you do? Incredible. I had maybe four or five interactions where um, managers would come out and ask about plays. And that's as far as it went. They were all very respectful and oh, good. we never really had any issues. It, it went, it went as smooth as it possibly could this season. It was great. Wow. That's good. Yeah. I mean, it was a storybook season right there. Just the managers alone. So David, tell me about, uh, think back, uh, bring, bring up a few memories, a few stories, if you have them and uh, tell me about one big, win that you had and by win i mean you know handling something really well or just like nailing a call something that is just you know umpire candy so tell me about a big win from this <laughs> summer and tell me about a big loss or i shouldn't say loss but you know what i mean learning opportunity something that didn't for sure something that didn't go right something you missed um that you'll carry with you and and, and get it the next time well i'll start with the win because i got that one right off the top of my mind. All right, right, on, that. right on. I had a call that I have never had in four or five years of umpiring. I had passing. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It happened in Rockford, Illinois. 
Um, we have runners on first and second with one out. There's a fly ball hit to deep right field. Both runners go to tag up, and as R1 standing on first base waiting to tag up, the batter runner touches first base and you know rounds the base. So at that point, I just I yell, "That's passing! That's passing!" And I'm just hoping that the ball gets caught now, just because if that ball gets caught, it's nothing, nothing special about that. But anyways, I'm, I so I call out the passing, and I just I'm waiting for that ball to be caught. And for a split second, the fielder had it in his hands, and I was like, okay, I'm saved. And then sure enough, he dropped it. <laughs> wow. So I see my partner come up with a big no-catch sign. So at that time, I just I yell even louder, that's passing, that's passing, he's out. And uh, R1 advanced to second base, R2 advanced to third, and the batter runner was still standing on first base just completely like out of it. He had no idea what was going on. <laughs> really i don't blame him for being confused i mean that's not something you see yeah and that was one of my five manager interactions the manager uh calls time and he comes out to me he was the third base coach at the time and he just says david i gotta be honest i was watching uh my runner on second just to make sure he tagged up and i didn't see what happened at first could you tell me what happened i was like yeah not a problem your uh runner on first he tagged up batter runner rounded the base, passing R1. So I announced that's passing. And as soon as the ball was dropped, I declared him out. And he goes, huh, good enough for me and walked away. Fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah, we got to love it. Hey, I, I have I have to ask though. So how, hmm. how far did that runner get around? Was it just a uh, half a step or was he very clearly just? It was far enough for me yeah. Yeah, well. over out because I was over by C yeah. about to take the uh, runner into third base getting ready for that because that was my next possible play, really. Yep. Um, it was enough for me to be able to tell definitively that he passed. Okay. All right. I, I, I'm not necessarily sure by how many steps because I went to go look at the footage after the game, and sure enough, the uh, cameras didn't catch it. They, mm-hmm. they, were, they were focused on the ball in the outfield, and yes. you, you, we just didn't see the play at first. Um, but it, w- it was probably, if I had to guess, four or five steps. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's not like this was just a little, Oh, whoops. I'm past him. No, he just, he took a big round around it. Oh, no, funny. thinking that the ball would be caught and yeah, it got down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I wasn't, that's not what I was imagining. Yeah. yeah I, I'd no. say that's definitive. <laughs> yeah. Definitive enough. Right. Oh man. Well, that's good. Good for you. That's a good feeling to, to be able to have nailed that. And then and then icing on the cake to have that positive interaction with the third base coach too. I mean, that's just a win all around. Exactly. Exactly. It, I felt really good walking off the field that yeah. day. Yeah. Um, as far as the biggest learning experience, this is a tough one because it, we didn't have anything blatantly wrong. Nothing just completely went sideways for you this season. It, Otherwise, I really, imagine no. you'd be remembering it right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd be, that would have been the first thing I brought up if I could remember yeah. one off the top of my head. I'm trying to think. You know, I did have one. Now that I remember, it happened in Kalamazoo. Um, I had – it should have been a detached equipment call, but I just kind of blanked. And so to, to save myself, I just gave a that's nothing – Mm. signaling that there was no, you know, um, infraction on the play. It, it's not the right call. And looking back on it, I realize that, but it's just, you, you got to move forward on that one. Oh, that's Looked it. at it after the game and 
I was like, oh, yeah, that was that was definitely detached equipment and I should have awarded R3 home. Because what happened was we had a pass ball. Pitcher spiked one in the dirt, um, just gets by the catcher, not enough for R3 to advance to home. Um, but as R3, or as the catcher, sorry, as the catcher gets up, he tosses his mask and the mask landed right on top of the ball. Oh. I really didn't realize that until he reaches under his mask and grabs the ball. <laughs> and so on that one, it's just like, well, what are you going to do? Uh, the ball came to a stop before he tossed his mask. R3's that not one, coming. That was known. R3 wasn't going to score. Yeah. So I, I felt, you know, at the time, I get it. The best thing to do would just be to call it nothing. It, it's not the right call. And, you know, I, Looking back on it, I wish I would have called it, but yeah. So, so did, uh, did John or another evaluator point that out to you after the game? How did you first address that? Uh, my, my crew discussed it. Okay. So that was when I transferred over to a different crew. Okay. And we just, we talked about it after the game on, you know, what happened, why I got it wrong and how to fix that moving forward. Yeah. And it, it's a pretty simple fix. It was just, I, I was completely caught off guard. Oh, I totally get it. I would have been too. Com- completely caught off guard. It was my second game that day too behind the plate. We were doing double headers there. Oh man. Yeah, just I mean two five inning games, so it wasn't anything too crazy. But yeah, it was my second game on the dish and I just I wasn't prepared for it. So I'll the, tell you what though, once you miss that, you will never miss it again. You took the word <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. It's in the database now. You're going to get exactly next, next time you see a catcher toss his mask right on top of a baseball. <laughs> like, yep. Been, been there. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man. That's crazy. Okay. So you get through the regular season and you find yourself in not one, but multiple, uh, championship series, David, how did that go down? Yeah. So it was a kind of strange season this year being that teams were playing in certain pods. So we had, uh, the North Dakota pod. There was the Wisconsin, Illinois pod. The what's the other one? Minnesota Iowa pod and this, the Michigan pod. This is to limit travel, like they're doing the, in exactly. Major League Baseball. It's, okay, it's, it's to try to keep people at least in their own state. Okay, if I'm, if they're still going to be traveling, as if, but if you can keep them in their own state, it's all for the better. It's something. Exactly. So, but yeah, no. So I was working the plate for the Wisconsin Illinois Eastern Division Championship. And I got to say, that was the most intense environment I've ever been in. So it stepped up a little in the it, championship it stepped rounds? stepped up yeah. a lot. And okay. it's not even, not even on the field. It was just the atmosphere from the stands. We, we were in Fond du Lac for that one. And I think they upped it to right around 1,000 people, although I could be wrong. So don't quote me on that one. Um, well, you're on a podcast but, here, pal. That's that's going on forever. <laughs> you know how this works, right? That's okay. We got you. Okay, so there's I, a lot of people I there. I think it was around a thousand. <laughs> Might have been a little under, but I'm I'm pretty sure it was right about there. Um, but yeah, it was just the fans were pumped up higher than I'd seen them anywhere in the league. So it was it was something. I mean, you, my nerves definitely went going again. It was my first time working a four man game. Um. But once again, it, you just you bring it back to the basics. It's baseball, and you do your job out there. It, I, it's tough to ignore that environment, though. <laughs> I, I hear so often, though, that literally it's like 
pitch number two, and then umpires are like, "Yeah, I'm good." Yep. Yeah. Would you, would you agree with that? Number one. Yeah. So after pitch number one, it's like, okay, yeah, but I feel good. Then we're just playing you, ball. Exactly. You just got to get the first pitch underway, and then, you know, it's baseball. It's easy. But I mean, I love it. <laughs> you, you can't go wrong with it because it's just it's such a great feeling being out there with the fans you know going crazy rooting for their teams you know that the players are going to be more intense too it's just a great feeling and your team your team the third team is on its game too right absolutely on its a game yeah on its a game which it's... is necessary because i in that playoff uh bracket right there in wisconsin I had some of the closest calls that I had I had, had all season long. Uh-huh. I mean, my very first call for the championship game when I was at third base was a fair foul that was probably, it was above the pole by a solid 15 feet and just oh. barely nicked over the corner of it. Just barely. I know. It was, <laughs> it was as close wow. of a call that I had had all season long, I'd say. And that's I don't want to say it was call. close to guessing because I knew right away that it was a home run, but it it was it was insane. Any pushback and, from the defense on that one? Uh, the left fielder, you know, he he was kind of complaining. He thought it was foul, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but as far as the dugout goes, after their initial groans, nothing really. Okay. Yeah, the fans did not like it though. I will tell you that. Well, you know, the, fans. Oh yeah, that. That was really funny, though, because I had the entire stadium booing me. <laughs> well, you were right there, though. I mean. Oh, absolutely. No, and it's not like it would affect anything either. It was sure. just it was funny because it's my first time being booed. <laughs> Part of the job. Yes, sir. Hey, before I get to my last two questions here, were your folks able to get out to see any of your games? Unfortunately, they weren't. Okay. Just I, the way I, things I worked figured, out. But... Yeah, just so, so unfortunate. That'll happen in due time. Yeah, absolutely. They'll definitely be making it out next season, wherever I go. Good deal. Good deal. Okay. Two more questions as promised. So David, uh, you've, you've, you've touched on this a little bit, but I I really want to hear, how are you a different umpire now? Uh, in June, you're just taking your first steps. You think you know how it's going to be, but we don't really know how it's going to be till you're, till you're out there, till you're on the field. So how are you a different umpire now than you were three months ago? I definitely think my situation handling improved dramatically. Okay. That's the big, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Because before that I hadn't really had experience, you know, with this upper level baseball in the sense of these games mean something and people aren't always going to agree with you. So getting out there, I really had to learn, okay, how do I handle people? You know, how do I talk to people without being, what's, what's the right word for this? kind of over the top because you, you don't want to be too pushy with them, but you also don't want them pushing you around. Oh, that's the art. You got, you got to be the right amount of firm. Yeah. Um, but still be friendly with everyone. And I think that was the important step for me was learning just how to keep that balance. Um, because, you know, some days it might feel like you're getting, you know, too friendly mm. per, per se. Right. I don't think that's the right word. That's, I know it what you mean, but yeah, you know, too, too I, casual, exactly. maybe too, too casual in a sense. And I mean, the teams will just eat you up as soon as they see that. Uh, and then, you know, some days you're like, okay, now I'm being a little too professional to the point where people don't think I'm approachable. All right. 
So it's just, it's finding that balance, which, I mean, after probably the second week of the season, it, everything just clicked in. Um, I started getting familiar with all the teams that were around and we just, we all got along. Everyone knew that I was there. I had my job, they had their job, but you know, we didn't have to be against each other, but you know, keep the relationship professional. Tell me if you agree with this. I feel like that's going to be something that you're going to learn all over again at every new level that you advance to. Exactly. You know, because the, the stakes will be a little higher. The personnel will be different. The, the pace of the game, everything will be different. You know, you won't be starting over as far as, as far as mechanics and maybe rules, but, um, it's going to be a different, different scenario, different situation, a different feel every time you move up that ladder and, and, and learning how to learn as they say, like Mm -hmm. in the, in the world of, you know, education, like learning how to learn is one of the most important things. Exactly. And I agree with you a hundred percent. That's going to be the biggest thing moving forward is yeah. just keep working on my, you know, my appearance on the field, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. how, how I handle myself, yeah. my interactions. Yeah. That is the biggest thing. And I probably will never stop working on that right there. Again, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's a, that's a lifelong process. We'll never reach the end of that journey. Exactly. We, we always got to keep striving. You're never perfect with it. That's the thing. You can always yeah. improve on it. Yeah. Okay. So what's next? Let's let's wrap this up, David. What's next? Um, when we talked last uh, last season uh, of the show, you had uh, January 2021 umpire school penciled in, and of course, that is not going to happen. Not just for you, but for anybody, because of because of the virus and because of the pandemic and the way things are going. So. Um, Tell, tell me what you think about that and, and just tell me what's next. What do you think is going to come up in 2021 for you? Yeah, well, um, I was ready to go to umpire school, but I also think, you know, taking a year off won't be so bad either. It'll oh. help me mature on the field still oh, okay. and make, okay. sure I'm, make sure I'm ready once I go in 2022. Okay. So in Good. 21, I'm hoping to go to the American Association. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if that falters at all for whatever reason. Um, I'll probably be going back to the Northwoods League. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to spring training again, though. Getting ah. some more games in there. That got cut short this past year, as yep. you know. Yep. I got one game in. We had a rain out the next day, and then COVID canceled the rest. So I'm looking forward to getting back out there come March. Well, sure. Who wouldn't look forward to that again? Exactly. Yeah, man. Well, hey, this is let's 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 call it right there. Let's call it right there. This has been awesome to catch up with you, man. I hope uh, people listening enjoyed hearing uh, what your first summer was like. And, uh, man, it's going to be fun to just keep on seeing what comes next. But Absolutely. Man, keep working hard. Keep putting the work in. That's the biggest thing. Put the work in. Put the work in. Listen to the evaluators, and, and you're going to be well on your way. So, uh, hey, thanks again for your time, man. Hey, I'm going to see you in a couple weeks. I'll see you soon. We're going to make that happen, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, David. All right, pal. We'll see you then. Thanks again. Yeah, see you, Jason. Thank you.